everybody, and welcome to Listen Money Matters. First you borrow, then you beg. My name is Matt, and I'm here, as always, with Andrew. Andrew, how are you, and what are you drinking? It is like 75 degrees in New York. Is it really? November, so I am doing wow. really good today. Um, Oof, I, that's too warm for me, Oh, man. my God. I like it cold. This is like my sweet spot, where it's like warm, not hot, and not humid, because usually this yeah. area, you have to like walk through a swamp like in the air. Yeah. I mean, 75 is a great temperature, mm. just, uh, you know, not November 1st. I, I personally can only sleep at 68, you know, but... Uh, I, I got to sleep at 65, oh, bro. Oh, shit. Wow. Yeah, I need I need a cold, man. <laughs> you must have a Super nice cold. comforter then. I do. Mm. Um, I am drinking Heaven, Hell, or Hoboken, which... Nuh-uh. Yaha. Is it a Hoboken brewery? Yeah, it's called uh, nice. 902 Brewing Co. And ah. um, ah, 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 and uh, it's only six and a half percent. It's an IPA. Yeah, so IPA, and yeah. I was asking you because uh, after you had had your skunk ass beer on the show, I figured I should taste before. And my yeah. first impression was kind of like it just smelled like shit, yeah, or, or not great. And I was like, "Is this normal?" Because it tastes good. Yeah, it's it's uh, a common descriptor of of. Specific hops, it's the barnyard is the term mm. that that beer nerds will be like, mm, barnyard, wet hay, grassy. And like after I smell yeah. it a few times, it's not like bad, but I was just. It's not a sour IP, no. right? It was like an unexpected okay. thing. Like I, I had not Got opened it. something like that. Yeah, especially nowadays with like citrus, hop, citrus forward hops that smell really good in beers, mm. you know, especially like the New England style IPAs. You smell those and it smells like friggin orange juice or whatever. Yeah, it's hard to go back to like what IPAs used to like West Coast IPAs <laughs> used to smell like. So I get it. So uh, I am not drinking IPA today. I am drinking a very rare beer. Actually, I'm drinking a uh, Avery. It's called Promiscus. Mm-hmm. It's only released in the brewery. So, of course, I drank it. It came out. It was bottled August 16th. So you went there to last get it, year. Though. Yeah, I had to go there to get it. It was bottled August 16th, 2017. August 16th is my birthday. And last year was 2017. It has got 8.7% alcohol, and it is a barrel-aged sour that was aged in port barrels and Madeira barrels also. So, yeah, it's it's quite the complex uh, sour, very tart. It's very good. So so does it have Mm. some of those, like, porty, uh, what is it, uh, brandy-ish flavor in it? Yeah, Hmm. it does. Because then I'm jealous. I love port. Like, it's good. Max. This is this is a very good beer. I'm very I'm I'm glad I picked it out. It was the only one I had left in the fridge, so I was like, huh, let me try this, this one. This body type right here, built for port. Yeah. Nice. Just saying. Yeah. Any port any port in a storm, right? <laughs> That's right. Right. Okay. Mm. Yeah. So uh our catchphrase today is first you borrow, then you beg, which is an excerpt from the book The Old Man in the Sea by Ernest Hemingway. You knew that. I didn't even write that in. Did you yeah, research? I that? read I no, I read the book. Oh, you did. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I got super in the I got super in the Hemingway after I started using the Hemingway app to write, mm. <laughs> and I was like, "Oh, he, he uses short sentences," and uh, I was like, "That's I could I could adopt that style for myself." No and shit. So, so the Hemingway app yeah. is what got you to write that way. Yeah, because you have a very sticky writing style. Like it, it is yeah, very. Uh, is, yeah, it's it's tight. Which is why I started reading Hemingway because I was like, "Oh, let me." 
see what this looks like in action from the guy who pretty much started uh, the style. You, now I have homework. I know. Uh, listen, if you want to send in a catchphrase, if you want to be like Ernest, Ernest Hemingway and send in your own catchphrases, join Ernest and the rest of the – no, don't do that. And the rest <laughs> of the Matt, gang. Stop. <laughs> he is not alive. Join Listen Money Matters community on Facebook by visiting listenmoneymatters.com slash community. That'll take you right to the Facebook page where you can you know, hit the join button and send in your catchphrases mm. there. Do that. Uh, so anyway, let's get to the show topic because um, I am – this is uh, – To dispel some myths ahead of time, this is yeah. not an episode about um, really tall people. Because no. They often have deep pockets. That's true. Yeah, their pants are hemmed differently. Yeah, I mean. And they sometimes have deep pockets. And not all of them are predators. Not all tall people like myself are predators. I just want to get that out of the way, too. <laughs> all right? We're talking about specifically things to watch out for in, the, in, in just life in general. There are, there are things that will present themselves as financial opportunities mm. to you and... They may sound really intriguing and interesting. Uh, even if you think like, well, I'm never going to get duped by anything like that. Uh, there's, I mean, they literally, that's all they do is they're trying to um, prey on people who are maybe in some financial dire straits or not, or just want to make some extra cash. So it doesn't matter where you really are. I mean, anybody, even you, Andrew, could be duped. Oh, absolutely. By these and, things. And not exclusively, although I'm looking through the list, often... Mm-hmm or at least through many of these things, they will appear good or, or you, may, you may be convinced because they are driven by salespeople that, that may yeah. not wear the salesman tie or whatever it is. Like it, they won't appear sure. that way. Yeah. And uh, these are just things in general to watch out mm-hmm. for. That's it. Yeah. And that's what we want to discuss in the show. So um, the, the, first, first, the first thing on the list that I think is – pretty obvious when we talk about financial predators is keeping an eye out for pyramid schemes. Now, um, no one will ever be like, Hey Matt, I have this pyramid scheme. Do you want to join? No, (laughs) no, no, but I've been approached and this is a special, I don't know why, but like when I was younger, I got approached constantly. I remember I was approached. I was, and I actually this this happened to me. I was at getting my hair cut at Walmart. I know what you're. I know what you're saying. Who gets their hair cut at Walmart? Me. I don't care where the fuck I get my hair cut. I have basically no hair. If to you're cut. gonna buy your rifle, you might as well yeah. get a haircut in the same place, right? Yeah, yeah. Or I could just use a rifle to cut my own hair. <laughs> I feel like if I just <laughs> okay. That's dangerous. Don't do that. Uh, but no, I, I I did. And the first time I went, I sat in a chair and the lady was basically pitching me on Amway, which was, you know, hey, this is basically what a pyramid scheme is. If you want and, and to watch out for it. If someone says that by joining and you getting people to join also that you make money on the on getting people to join, then that's what a pyramid scheme mm-hmm. is. So you have. One person, right? Whether you're sitting in a a uh, a chair getting your hair your one haircut, in my mm-hmm. case, and them saying, "Hey, listen, I I make this extra money on the side, and you can too." And they mean well because that's ultimately their if they get you to into their service, they make, money. They make yeah. money, right? So they're incentivized to 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 push you, 
and really they don't really sell any products. It's just it's or it's like bullshit products yeah. really. And really no they make money it. by like yeah. So uh I was sold on this Amway thing, which what was like is uh, Amway, almost by like the a, way, because I think it's like online shopping. It's like it's like Amazon mm-hmm. but like but, not convenient. Uh, but only, but it's like a membership. It's like Amazon membership, ah, like you know? Prime. I, I, and and <laughs> yeah, except like it's it's like invite only, and it's basically like a pyramid oh, scheme. Okay. So it's not like you really. I'm sh- that, that's the thing. Like, what's interesting about it is like the, their products that the, a lot of these companies sell are can be legit, and they 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 probably have to be for some like legalese you know, things. Yeah, yeah, FDA reasons or whatever. But like. Um, you know, especially like specifically if we talk about something like Herbalife, which is a pyramid scheme. End of story. That's it. I just remember tons of news things about it. And this really rich guy invested it. And this really rich guy was betting against him. And if you yeah. So if you know one person who drinks an Herbalife shake, I I'm fucking shocked. Yeah, because like no one drinks Herbalife shakes or takes Herbalife products. Mm. But you see these people driving with Herbalife. I mean, Herbalife sponsors like a soccer stadium. Like they're huge. Really? Yeah. Now they're like they've they've pretty much like exhausted the U.S. market, and now they're going for like Latin markets mm. because they're like, you know, where's the money? Well, the interesting so they, thing they sponsor soccer teams and shit. Is they're like they need to consume more people, or they, or they right. die. So it, yeah, or they die. So uh, there is a documentary on Netflix that I watch called Betting on Zero, and that is a that's the, essentially what you're talking about. There was a a guy who was basically trying to get like damage Herbalife. Like he was like trying to like get into the media to damage like, them. Yo, and they this should is be a pyramid damaged. scheme, and he's like trying yes. to get that out. And he was he was purposely trying to do it, and he should have. But then he was also betting financially on the uh, financially. Like he had a bunch of investors, and he took their money and embedded on like. The you know what do they call that like shorting mm-hmm. the stock basically, um, it's a really interesting documentary but it mostly talks about how shitty Herbalife is a, as a company, and they're not the only one. There are a ton, literally of them. an infinite amount. Like yeah, but just the thing to be aware of is just like if if the way you make money is by getting other people in, then it's a pyramid scheme. And there's like some simple math out there. You can like go to the Wikipedia article for pyramid scheme. Where unless yeah. you're in like one of the top like three, maybe four tiers of the pyramid, it is almost yeah. impossible for you to make any meaningful amount of money because there are not enough people on planet Earth to populate right. beyond those tiers. And yeah, be the profitable. math doesn't work out, right? But th- that's the thing. Like you hear about the people who do make money, and that's the those that's are the stories is. that sell. But like, look, yeah, I'm sorry, you're not in the know. You're not in the top yeah. of the pyramid. Yeah. There's no, basically here's the deal. There's no, I mean, at least in my opinion, there's not a single company in the world who's who like who's just gonna come to you randomly at the friggin' Walmart hair salon, mm. or one guy walked up to me and asked me about it at the uh, at Barnes and Nobles. He saw me looking at home brewing books a long time ago and was like, I got enough, you know, oh check this out. You know, like, oh, you like home brewing? Like so do I, and like. It's super gross. They're there to like literally be predators in a, a bookstore. Yep. I've I've so I've had those things happen to me. I've had a moment where I had a uh, a friend of mine 
not like a close friend, but somebody I knew, like basically uh, an acquaintance that I knew, reach out to me via Facebook Messenger before it was Facebook Messenger and said, hey, like, I know you're an entrepreneur. Um, I have an opportunity. and I think you really mm. find it interesting. And it's like, and I immediately called her and just told her, get the fuck out. Just get out. Stop. If you have to get and, and especially if you have to give any money. Yeah. You know, if you have to pay for the product or whatever, like heard no of company story of you just need to give someone in, you know, Africa five thousand dollars to extract ten million from the prince. Yeah, that. Yeah, same. Yeah, right. Just that's just a, that's just a straight up scam. Though. <laughs> this this is a sideways uh, pyramid scheme scam. Yeah, there's so many of them. And what's the website? Uh, man, I, wish, I really wish I had this kind of on hand. For, you're saying from like five years it. ago, Robert Fitzpatrick. Yeah. We did an episode with a guy named Robert Fitzpatrick, and he was uh, after he was on our show. He actually got interviewed on NPR for uh, I remember this American Life. You're saying that we we essentially popularized him. No, I was just saying that if you Google Robert Fitzpatrick, there is Wikipedia, 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 his website, PyramidSchemeAlert.org, and then Listen Money Matters. Boom. (laughs) Yeah, but he he's that's what his. I guess his job is is to basically create a list of all these pyramid schemes and just keep people on high alert and perhaps sue them as much as possible. Anyways. Oh, oh, and I think like we could even establish a rule with the first pyramid scheme thing is that hmm. if you are in a chair and someone has an extremely sharp object on or pointed at your head, say yes, but don't sign up. Right. Yeah, that's true. And by the way, she got fired, uh, and not that I told on her because I actually almost went through with it. Oh wow! So um, she was good. Yeah, but she got she got fired because apparently she had been doing it to every single customer oh, wow. that came in. And then Walmart had a you know, or not Walmart, but like, well, probably Walmart had a policy. Like there was literally a sign Can't in there the solicit. next time I went in that was like no soliciting. Mm-hmm. Yeah, she probably did good. You know, you get how many people a day? Yeah, it was yeah. So what a shitty like yeah so easy to get sucked into that stuff especially because it's like oh dude money yeah. like, and they're always free, portrayed easy money like, i saw this thing or it's on facebook or whatever it's um this girl that was friends with laura and she did this thing called pampered chef and uh oh yeah so, so for a very long time and, and and like it was clear that she was doing well you know and she loved to mm-hmm. like cook and bake and um and then like she wasn't able to give it the time it needed and if you're not growing, they kind of like cut right. you down, like in, I guess, tiers. And then like your mm-hmm. payout significant. So basically like it is you have to run, always run faster, never stop yeah. running faster. Or it, and I bet you they just keep and I bet you they just keep pumping products that you have to pay yeah. for. And you, have, and you just have this like stockpile of products in your garage that, that are just like that's yeah. the trappings of it is you're not selling yeah. the products to other people. You have to buy like five thousand dollars in product right. and then sell it. Yeah, you are their customer. But yeah, so you're the customer. So <laughs> if there is something you're the customer out there where you have to buy the product first, you know. Yeah, and, and if and if by some miracle on planet Earth you succeed and become part of the top one percent of the organization, <laughs> like then you're helping them find other yeah. customers. There's this thing called Lularoe right? where like they they force you to buy all this clothes, and all these girls are oh, selling man. the same clothes. It's like kind of ridiculous. Anyways, yeah. it's not good. Moving on. Anyway, yeah. So there was an awesome 
um, John Oliver episode. And I feel like it's almost the onus of multiple aspects of this. I would say almost every single predatory financial, like predatory thing we're going to talk about this episode uh, can be found <laughs> as a single episode of John yeah. Oliver's last week tonight. So he did this one episode and I mean, it's like kind of a broader thing on uh, yeah. debt and uh, specifically uh, people buy and sell debt. So essentially you don't pay your credit card and after mm -hmm. X amount of time, Bank of America or Chase or whomever's like whatever and they sell it for pennies on the dollar to someone else who buys it and then they chase you and bother you for the mm -hmm. debt. And this is like you mean somebody some other company. Right, like and, and so it turns yeah. out it's actually easier to become a buyer and seller of debt in most states than it is to uh, get a fishing license. So, so it's literally harder to grab fish out of the lake down the street than it is to screw people on debt, which I, which is yeah. fascinating. Fish, fish for their money. Hashtag yeah. America. So, hashtag America. Um, there are a few hashtag capitalism. <laughs> that's right. This, this is capitalism at its finest. So, there's a few types to watch out for. I think the most obvious okay. is uh, zombie debt, and uh, which sounds cool. I right? mean, like, <laughs> let's be honest, and. Uh, as he uh, alluded to, similar to The Walking Dead, um, it disproportionately affects minorities. And if you watch mm -hmm. The Walking Dead, most of the minority characters are the ones who get eaten. Um, really? Yeah. <laughs> it's, it's I like that show. sad and funny together. But yeah. um, okay. essentially what it is is it's debt that you've paid that because it's so low-tech the way they do this that they've sold the debt. Um, that you've already yeah. paid, and now there's other people chasing you for it, and so it could appear like you have to still pay it, but you don't have to pay. When it. you really don't. And so, so it's like yeah. almost like know what you paid, <sighs> right? Yeah. So um, then there's so so let's say like you have a gym membership, and uh, which I clearly, <laughs> which clearly don't. I'm, visibly, <laughs> I can I can tell and confirm that yeah. you don't. Yep. <laughs> You don't, you don't, you don't think I get this spare tire with working out, do you? I thought that was part of your body. I didn't realize you had a spare tire. In no, your I'm gym. literally wearing a spare tire. I, I I bought it instead of a gym membership. Um, yeah. So so uh, you may. Sorry, I derailed the hell out of you. <laughs> you. You may like not. You may like cancel your gym membership and then be like, "Well, no, you had to pay us for like X more months, whatever, some bullshit thing." Sure. And they, yeah. they will sell the debt. Um. Oftentimes, things like this, you don't need to pay. So if mm. you cancel your gym membership, you don't have to give them 80 days notice or some inane thing. You cancel, you're yeah. done, but they're going to sell the debt, and these people are going to chase you for it. And what they're going mm -hmm. to do is they are going to sue you to pay the debt. Yeah. And they send you these letters that are often filled with bullshit or is really long, and it is a trap because – you don't have to pay it, but if they sue you and you don't show up, it defaults to you being wrong and having to pay, and it is one of the main tactics that they use to extract money out of you. You know, that's interesting. I, I, you, you said that, and just now I had this thought that maybe that has happened to me, mm -hmm. and I'm going to tell the story, but I could be wrong. So just <laughs> I I went to college for two weeks twice. 
So that's right? four you know weeks. that, right? Four weeks, two different semesters. Okay. So I went for I, I signed up for a community college, mm-hmm. went for the first two weeks, dropped out. Then I was like, ah, I hate college, stupid. But then my dad was like, you need to go back to college. So I was like, all right, fine. And I signed up the second semester. I went for two weeks, and then I also dropped out. So <laughs> nice. I, so my so my anecdote or my my little thing is I went to two weeks. I went to college two weeks twice. So uh, the first time I went, uh, or the, I'm sorry, the second time I went, I had apparently, uh, you know, got out. I, I dropped out before I actually had to pay because I didn't take that many classes. So there, there's a there's a period at which like if you drop out before a certain amount of time, then you don't have to owe that money. But um, I, I definitely did that. And then I started getting letters from another firm, like not the college, yeah. that saying that I owed $1,500 on blah, blah, blah. And it was like this super legal thing. And um, I think I had talked to some people about it. And I actually talked to the college about it. And they're like, we don't know that. Like you, they, I made sure I was fine. And I was like, well, where the hell is this coming from? Mm. So like... I don't know, maybe like the county college just had some sort of automatic thing that just sent to like sold the debt and then they tried to get me, but they never sued me. So I never had to go to court. And it's obviously not on my record because I know what my right, record right. is. So it was just weird. Like it just happened a few times That's... and I was just like, I was told, I was told to ignore it and I did and everything was fine. But I was like, what the But fuck it's like, hey, it? if you pay them, like they're happy. Right. And, and they're just trying to get the money from you because at the yeah. end of the day, like, if I just ask you for $5,000 because I think that you owe me and you pay me, like, whatever. I just got $5,000. Sure. That's your loss. I was so young, so naive. So there's one more type of sold debt. Just uh, mm-hmm. a lot of the times um, the debt gets sold multiple times. Like Chase will sell it, and that company yep. who bought it wasn't able to collect, so they'll sell it. Mm-hmm. And it's like pennies on the dollar, pennies on the dollar. So – it gets like really cheap down the chain, but uh, debt has a statute. Uh, it's usually between three to six years. It could be as high as 15, 10 to 15, depending on your state. They mm. will still try and chase you for out of statute debt that you don't have to pay. Um, so you could literally just ignore them legally. What, what's crazy is like, how do you know, though? Yeah. You know, I think this is the hardest thing is to find that information. I think you have to talk to. Uh, if this is something that's happening to you, get a lawyer or something. You know, there you should know? be dates associated or, with it. You, know, you could like Google, yeah. like for me, I just like New Jersey debt statute. Um, yeah, but yeah, you might want to get a lawyer. But yeah, I, I, it's, it's just like, yeah, it's basically taking advantage of people's uh, for sure. unwillingness to look at the like the fine print, mm. right, or to, or to, you know. Just not be not get in trouble. He has this clip. Of no one wants to be in trouble at a debt at the debt sell buyers conference, buy sellers conference, and they're literally mocking people that they don't even read yeah. the the docs. Like it doesn't even. They're like it doesn't even matter what we write in the doc. They don't read it anyway. So yeah, like, I know. Just and then, reading I look at, it, you're already at the top whatever percent. Yeah, I mean, there's a great uh, scene in the movie, The Big Short, mm-hmm. where they you know these these two like. You know, clearly they're supposed to be like douchebags selling subprime mortgages and just saying like, yeah, they don't read like ninja loans. No, you know, all these things that there's like kind of like just douchebags like they're making all the money and they're just like screwing over, you know, like low income people. Yeah. It's and that's up. who's who's targeted often. 
Yeah, and that's like similar to predatory lending, which is uh, again another John Oliver bit. You can literally watch uh, if you just search for like on YouTube John Oliver predatory lending or last week tonight predatory lending. You'll find you know what this is, and there's a couple. There's one about uh, the pay- the predatory lending episode was basically about um, payday loans, which I mean I know it just keeps <laughs> well because like, smell it smells a little weird. Yeah. Okay. Well. So, like, payday loans, which I'm sure if you've driven through any, like, city, especially, like, the low-income areas of that city, I've, I've certainly driven into Denver and seen, like, just place after place of payday loans and quick it, cash. I feel like and, it's, like, usually by bridges that trains cross over and stuff <laughs> and just... Yeah, it's just, like, it's it's really just sad when you when you know about it and then you drive through there and you're just like, oh, man, look, just so many people are getting screwed. But basically, it's... Uh, they're loan. They're like quick loans. They're instant short loans, term. like money mutual. Like, yeah, like short one term, month, basic two months. Not even sometimes a week. When sometimes a week or two, oh, wow. because it's like due. The reason they're called payday loans is because it's due on your next payday. And there are, um, there have been claims, and 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 I think like more often than not, and I actually there were so many numbers that I actually had to pick a middle number because they were so insane, mm-hmm. but. Basically, the interest rates on these more, on these loans, these small loans, we're talking about like two hundred bucks, maybe if you need like quick cash or you know a couple thousand bucks. And before you say you it, know, just frame a whole... reference, a high credit card interest rate is like twenty five percent. Yeah, five hundred percent annual. <laughs> it's like a joke. It's like it's like in um, uh, what was that movie with the evil doctor? And he puts his finger. Yeah, like one million dollars. Yeah, one million dollars. Like it's like a like, fake number, but it's right. real, which is scary and sad. It is, and and even in the even in the clip, like it's there were like there were instances of it going up to nineteen hundred percent annual interest. That is like to the point where you could, if you didn't, if you missed payments. Like there's there's a whole like hidden thing like if you miss a payment like they can pretty much do whatever the fuck mm. they want to and charge you whatever they want to, and you're just like constantly getting a loan and then having to get another loan to pay that loan and you just like end up in this vicious cycle where you're just going into these places every single week or two paying them money. Laura and I were watching this documentary and it was they you know the the they kind of like showed the end first and it was this guy with this massive house and he had like a race car inside yeah. of his house. That I guess he raced, and there were just like these people taking the race car away from him, and him like complaining like the injustice that they were taking away like his race car, and it was he was the head of one of these companies, and not only did they charge an inane amount of percent whatever, but they had such ridiculous terms that no one knew that your payments didn't go to principal, or if you yeah. you you know it was just all these ridiculous rules. Such that you were always screwed, always. Yeah, and a lot of it's just like they're not that they're. It's not that they they don't let you know what these things are. They're just hidden, mm. so they purposefully hide these you know numbers from you, so that you know. And and sometimes they don't even need to hide them because you're you're in a desperate situation. And look, which really sucks. If you're in a desperate situation, there are legitimate companies like Lending Club or Prosper that will give you money quickly. And it will be like 9%, you know, or like whatever. So if you need like payday, like you should hopefully never do that. Just don't do it. Bottom line. Um, 
The other type of predatory lending that I wanted to bring up was auto loans because growing up in South Jersey, there were um, I, I, I don't really see them in Boulder, which makes a lot of sense. But there are so there were so many like micro, like very small independent car dealerships and they would run commercials all the time. It was basically like no credit, no problem. Yeah, like, and it was usually like some like guy dressed as a clown or a monkey, and he's like, "Look, look at uh, Jojo over there. He just got a car with no credit at all, like when, no down payment." When you said this, like auto loans, I was like, "That's ridiculous. I would have never thought that this would have been there." So yeah, so what the the way it works is like if you ever see that, it's bullshit. Uh, it's not bullshit. You, they'll fucking give You're you. You're saying a car. like they're you, not you a monkey? No, <laughs> yeah, that's bullshit. But like. Let's say, you know, there was a story of this woman going into a car dealership like this. She had no credit. Uh, she couldn't really afford the payments, but she was buying a $3,000 car. So not right? a very expensive not, car. No, but, you know, she did it for three years. She got the loan. And the, the loan is actually through the dealership. Mm-hmm. So it's, there's no banks involved. Like the, the uh, dealership is the one giving you the loan for the car. And they charge an average of about 19 to 29% interest Whoa. rate. Right. So like at the end of her three years, that car actually cost her thirteen thousand dollars. Whoa. Yeah. That was just one story. But like this is how they do it. And they just, you know, it's really just like sales guys. They don't even or sales make money people. on the cars. It's they no, the sales people the are just making money on your interest. Oh, wow. Yeah. They're making money on you just like overpaying for a piece of shit. And they just don't look at your credit because they don't need to. They're just like, look, working in that industry, knowing that like your job is to just destroy people and take like. uh. I mean, twenty five percent of all car loans right now in the U.S. are subprime mortgage or subprime loans. Yeah, that is that is a quarter, a fourth, one out of every four cars. Yeah, one out of every four people that own a car. Oh my god, is they're paying like. Way, they're overpaying for that car by 20% oh, at least. That makes me sick. Yeah, especially as a person, you don't own a car. But, like, well, I, no, I don't. And, you know, no. I, I hate cars. I'm waiting for no, the, the auto driving apocalypse. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but yeah. If, if you are apocalypse. one of those, what? <laughs> apocalypse. Because <laughs> all the people with cars are going to flip out because they're not worth anything. Yeah. But look, if you're in that situation, again, Lending Club. Something like that, refinance that debt. Like, yeah, get taken advantage of, fine, floated it for a few months. You could always change the situation. All right, let's talk about more predators. Damn right. But first, let's take a mm. break. All right, we're back. Speaking of beer. Yeah. Um, how is it speaking of beer? Well, you were just telling me about beer during the break. Oh, I was. Yes, I was. Sorry. Um, all right, what else we got on the list here? Ah, uh, my favorite fish to fry. I love them. I love them. Moist and flaky. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm talking about my favorite types of fish. Oh, oh your fish. Like Atlantic okay. cod. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Moist and flaky Sorry. is with a lot of lemon yep. on top. Uh, actually, not Atlantic cod. Financial advisors. So yeah. there are a few. I'm just going to quickly rattle some names. Financial advisor, financial analyst, financial consultant, financial planner, investment consultant, wealth manager, 
And there are many other deviations of these people. And if you work with them, I am sorry, you probably need to stop working with them. All right, let me all right, let me just play devil's advocate here because there are probably people in the business listening that we or that, yeah. For sure. I know that there are. All right. I met them. Can are is it is it fair to lump them all? No. And okay. so I I think it, it's uh look, not <laughs> I think all people are bad, but it is important to note that but they are assholes. <laughs> Not all people are bad, but all of these people. No. Yeah. The, the thing is, these titles don't mean anything. So, okay. you know, I am Andrew Fiebert, uh, chief nerd of my computer things in my apartment. You know, it doesn't really mean anything. Okay. Whatever. It's just sure. a title I assign to myself. Um, yep. And because these titles don't mean anything specific... They don't necessarily have to have your interests at the forefront of their decisions. Well, you mean they don't have to have any credentials to back up what they are. Right. Right. Anybody can call themselves a financial analyst or advisor or consultant or whatever in any particular. You could do it at freelance if you want. Exactly. Like there's nothing stopping you, Matt, from changing your title to wealth manager, you know, or investment. Done. Whatever. (laughs) Exactly. And and so the, the like the reason that it's bad is not because that they're just making up these really ridiculous titles. It's fees. Well, well, one it is it is it's not bad that they're doing it, but it immediately sparks a trustworthy connotation, right? It's like, oh, this person is like this person understands. They 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 get it. Like I'm I'm. It's like when you hire a lawyer, like you know what they're going to do. If you talk, if you call somebody a doctor, not anyone can call themselves a doctor, mm. but the people who do, you're like, wow, that person's smart, or they know about X. Yeah. you know. And look, I can be a financial advisor or a sure. financial planner. I can call myself whatever, and I'd be like, hey, Matt, um, I have an awesome money cleanse, the thirty mm. day money cleanse, and we should really work on this together because you're you're finances or whatever and it costs yep. three thousand dollars you know and all you have to do is stick this in your ass <laughs> that's usually at the during closing you know when you're signing the papers oh yeah but uh, that's the that financial that financial enema that's right god we should do that should be an episode mm. i don't know what it's about but we should do an episode <laughs> called financial enemas uh so we will the, not we will not do that the thing is if they are a fiduciary, then they are legally required to put you the, your best financial interests. Wow. They're legally required to do what is best for you, right? Yeah. Otherwise, you can call them whatever you want. They are not. And not to say that they are all bad. Right. You know, and many, most are not bad, but you have to be right. careful because they can charge you amounts of money or the most devilish approach, a percentage of your assets for help and it winds up being punitive okay how let's say like i i know for a fact that my parents are working with a financial advisor right now Mm -hmm. they have a finance guy quote unquote right what all right and i i kind of you know for me i'm like well you know you don't have to go through that person you know i know enough But they feel comfortable with the person of course they they like answers yeah totally Mm -hmm. uh what are some things I could I could tell them to like ask, so that they so that they can find out that they're not getting screwed. You know, they're not, yeah screwed. Basically. So one, uh, what is the cost? And if it's like fifty dollars a month, then I'd be like, 
that's awesome. Do mm-hmm. that. That's great. Like a flat rate, you mean? Right. So if there is X dollars that you pay, irregardless, you know, that's awesome. It's not a word, but all right. Or fine. <laughs> so, but like, for you know, and if they say it's like a 1% of assets, first of all, 1% of assets, you would lose 25% of your gains over 30 years. A quarter of your money over 30 years is lost. So 1% of, or above is like, they're an asshole. You mean that that they're, that's their fee? Right. It's like, uh, okay. no, it's just you know how much percentage of the money that you have. Just 1%. Yeah. No big deal. And yeah, because then they're incentivized to just keep going. I mean, like, but but I mean, how else does it like there are there financial advisors out there that just play pay you just pay them a flat fee and they, they manage your assets. Yeah. So so um, we've, we've talked about them before. There are these girls who are and now guys as well that are awesome. They're called the financial gym. You probably okay. have met some of the people. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like Shannon. Mm-hmm. Um and they and it's a flat fee thing, and you go in, and it's funny because we talk with them, and it, a lot of it is like um, uh, therapy, like like couple oh, money yeah. therapy, which which is kind of what a financial advisor is to a degree. Yeah, sure. I, but yeah. like you go in, you drink wine, you pay a fee. That's it. It's not a percentage of the amount of money you have. Hmm. Um, and they're you know so it's just well, that's really that's pretty cool. It is really cool. Yeah, Laura and I go and you know we just tell them our problems for free. Do you really? Yeah. <laughs> do you drink there? You drink wine? And sh- you can just drink and stuff? Yeah. yeah they have, that I, sounds like I would just do that. I would just I'd just go to a bar. So, so like, <laughs> the thing is, I'm there because of the, the alcohol, you know, and I just. Yeah, of course. I mean, I like the people. But yeah. every time I've been there, there have always been chicken fingers, which is like mm-hmm. kind of my other thing. Yeah. It's a crack to you. <laughs> so, so it's really easy to keep me there because I just have like fried chicken and beer. So. Wow, it does not it does not take much to lure Andrew into <laughs> That's anything. Right. If somebody from Herbalife was like, I got chicken fingers, like, <laughs> I'd be like All signing right. the document immediately. Yeah. All right, how much do I have to buy in milkshakes? <laughs> so look, not I do all get bad. chicken fingers, right? I get chicken fingers. You said that. I heard you say that. Yeah, of course, Andrew, you're gonna get chicken fingers. Mm. All right, then sign me up. Damn right. How many people under me? Eight. <laughs> Done. All right. So not all bad, but it can't be a percentage of your assets, I guess. is Well, the, if it is a percentage, it can be. What if it's under one percent? So like for and it, it depends, like, you know, Vanguard is point zero four percent. OK, you know, that's low. Right. Like that is you're you're talking about like no, almost nothing. Yeah. You know, Betterman is point two five percent low. But, you know, yeah. a fee. And then when you get up to like things like personal capital, like 0.85%, like that becomes a lot of money. And if you yeah. have a lot of money, it you're paying them an enormous amount of money. Yeah. For for not And that's not not to use their app, but to right? get their advice. Right. Their right. their okay. app okay. and all their tools are free. And free. they're okay. awesome, by the way. Like sign yeah. up for the free tools. Yeah. All right. Interesting. Um I want to talk about seminars. Ooh. Have you ever been to one? I have I have not been to a seminar. Have you ever I guess have you ever paid to go to a seminar? I've I or, have, no. All right. Although I did pay, I believe, to uh hear Gary Vaynerchuk Va- Gary Vaynerchuk chaw talk. <laughs> How many beers have you had? Like half one. <laughs> <laughs> uh with me. Yeah, with you. Yeah. But we Was oh was God, that a dude. seminar? No, that was just a talk. Okay. We're just watching a guy that we like talk. So, so then, what's a seminar? 
I don't believe. Well, I don't. Well, first of all, I don't believe that uh, Gary Vaynerchuk charged us money. No, no, I, I, it actually it's, might have been free. And and they just were just pouring tequila. Well, I was, was going to say it couldn't it. be free because you you were wasted. Wasted. After. Don't remember it. <laughs> Done. Oh, like Laura they were and I pouring it because I was you were drinking, wasted. <laughs> I was drinking clear tequila out of a solo cup, just straight, no ice, just yeah, just mm. kept uh, dumb. Jab, also, jab one of the right first up. times I was in uh, <laughs> in New York. So yeah. Um, no, that is not a seminar. Like conferences that you you pay to go to mm. to like learn things. Like no, not it's. So what is a seminar? It's then? a little more nuanced, I guess. Uh, like hey, there's a, they're doing a seminar on like how to, like buying real estate. Mm. Like you should like te- like basically like rope you in. At, all right, here's the thing. Sometimes these seminars are free and they're fine to go to. Like if you want to go to it, that's fine. You're but just, just know that like whatever. Yeah, like, all right, an example of a seminar is, like, you know, you ever hear about people getting free vacations, but they have to sit through a seminar to get the free okay, vacation? Okay, so then I have been to seminars. I've done many of those, unfortunately. All right, so you've taken advantage of the fact that you got something for free. That's the top of their funnel. They're like, yeah, come for free. The trap is you know, it's not one hour. It's actually eight hours. Right, to- it's an entire waste of your day. Mm-hmm. And the whole time you're there, it's not to educate you. It's to sell you on a product, mm. you know? But with the mask of education, whereas like, you know, if you go to a conference or you go to the Gary Vaynerchuk thing at the end of that seminar, or, or yeah, whether you call it a seminar or not, at the end of that, they weren't trying to get you to buy anything except maybe their book. No, like, which is like fine. Laura you and know, I like, were just carrying out our drunk friend. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And he didn't even like try to get us to sell. I mean, I'm sure he was promoting a book, but that wasn't like what the, he was you know, there, there were, just to kind of talk. And it was a cool. Yeah. There's an interview, too. Like, yeah. So. Uh, no, what what we're what I'm saying is like you're kind of trapped and you're being sold and you're and you're under this peer pressure high to pressure, like, yeah. yeah, it's a high pressure sales seminar where they're you know maybe they're teaching you about real estate and they're like oh you know you can get the real estate market and all you have to do is buy this twenty five hundred dollar program and I'll show you everything it's gonna take for you to get you know not that all of those are bad but they're usually preying on people who do not make a lot of money with the hopes of making a shitload of money and charging you an exuberantly high amount for that education. Mm. And they're roping you in by saying, and this is, this is, this goes on online too. This is not just a, you know, in-person thing. Although there, this certainly happens in person a lot. Flip seminar with webinar. And you, you may be just about there. Exactly. And if, if anyone is promising that you're going to make a shit ton of money, if you follow their steps and then they charge you a shit ton of money or even even not maybe not even that much money, but like kind of high. And they're basically, you know, using your like they're using the fact that you don't make a lot of money to say, like, look, I'm going to teach you how to do X, but you have to do this. You have to pay for this, which is, you know, five grand for my course. And at the end of it, like you're going to be a fucking millionaire. And you see this a lot in like at night, mm. you know, like they have these like programs on that come on like real late at night. And they have this practice up. to a T. They know oh, yeah. how to break you down. Well, here's the thing. It's super effective. It's, it is, it is an effective sales technique. Mm. It is for, even if you're selling a, relatively low price product that's completely harmless like if you're you know i mean i think tony robbins as much as i dislike him and what he does and his whole fucking vibe yeah um you know he's not really selling you and i mean besides like his seminars like 
you know, if you buy his book, it's like 25 bucks or whatever. Like, whatever. That's mm-hmm. fine. You want to buy his book and be motivated? That's cool. But, you know, if you anything above that, I feel like gets a little bit, uh, you know, you're kind of getting suckered because of, like, your emotional state and where you are. Yeah. And that's who he targets. Like, why would you have an infomercial super late and at night? And he's really you big targeting? because he, he has become really Literally. good at hitting all those marks that make you feel that way. Yeah. So, I mean... Um, some of the more, I guess, nefarious ones are like when they start, when you do a seminar about real estate is a big one. You know, I think my brother is absolutely a big one. Yeah. My brother did one, um, at the university and, and like, he was like, he got done. He was like, Ugh, that was a fucking sales, just a giant sales pitch Mm. for two hours. I was like, yeah, that's what they do. That's what they do. Uh, and I think it was put on by rich dad, poor dad. Oh shit. Yeah. Using, Uh, using the good name for bad. Yeah, not good. Uh, and then, like, doing Forex, like, people that are like, oh, come to my seminar, I'll teach you about Forex trading. Mm. It's like... Oh, or they'll sell yeah. you, like, the tool or platform. Right. You know, and, or like, the education. people it, earns yada, yada, whatever. Yeah. Like, it's just taking money from people who, are, who need that money, mm. and you're just promising them a life of, you know, exuberant riches in exchange for their hard-earned money now. And it's like... Look, I, it's hard to differentiate which is good and which is bad. It really is. I would say but that like, if anyone is yeah. promising you anything, it's bad. Like, yeah. there's no way you can guarantee any good rental property purchase, return, whatever. No. So that's that's seminars for me. Mm-hmm. I mean, just avoid them. <laughs> just like, <laughs> there's a lot of free education online. You're listening to a show with free education, and we have your best interest, and because you know we have our best interest, and so like, you can get a lot of information. Totally free without spending your hard-earned money and instead saving that money so that, you know. And look, anything that you could learn in a seminar or a webinar, which is like a seminar online, you can learn for free on the internet with minimal effort, you know, applied to Google. Here's the the honest truth. No one has a fucking secret. That's the honest truth. I don't don't have a secret, you know. Like, I I sell a course Mm -hmm. on, on doing SEO, right, that's pretty expensive there's no secret it's just my process you could find I, it all online yourself and put yeah. it together and you're just essentially paying to get for it the all convenience now, right yeah and yeah and i don't i don't charge a lot of money for it and and i have other products that are way less expensive and it's just my process it's mm-hmm. like oh this is just how i do it mm-hmm. and you can follow it. it's a blueprint you're really just paying for a blueprint no secret this is no secret yeah bottom line anyway that's that's seminars for me so just be just be buyer beware I think anything that is a sales pitch, you should be guarded. Yeah, you know? super guarded. Um, and it's kind of like rounded out something mm-hmm. we talked about kind of recently, annuities. Um, I don't want to like completely shit on it, although like it really came into the forefront of my mind when uh, Laura and I were um, in an Uber on the way back from JFK Airport mm-hmm. and our Uber driver. <laughs> Sorry, you read JFK. What? Oh, no, I'm thinking of LaGuardia. My bad. <laughs> Wait, what? LaGuardia, LaGuardia is the shitty one, right? Yeah. Well, I mean, yes, it is. It is a super shitty one. Yeah. JFK is like not much better, but you but know, better. You're right. Yeah. yeah it's it's New it. York better. Got it. Um, and we're in our Uber, and uh, for about an hour, we were hard, soft, whatever, uh, pitched on annuities. God. And Damn so it, I'd heard about them and it was one of those things that I was like, I just knew to avoid because of 
I don't know, just kind of rumory things I had read. But I, I went and did research. And surprisingly, unsurprisingly, uh, there are no, there are enormous financial incentives to sell annuities. Like if I sold you annuities, Matt, I may make up to four thousand dollars. Well, first of all, I mean, look, I wasn't a pri- I wasn't privy to the, to the annuities episode. Mm. I've never heard I've heard of the word. I've it's never I was never in an Uber where I was ex- for, forcibly explained upon me mm. because well, they don't even she, explain. Like, it don't, they don't don't understand. Get in, first of all. I, look, I love the fact that Uber and Lyft exist and things like that to get mm. around. But, like, don't fucking talk to me. <laughs> I'm yeah. sorry. Like, I am a very social person, but sometimes I just want to be quiet. So when I'm by myself, <laughs> I don't I don't usually talk. Yeah. Uh, and I try to be very respectful. But when I'm with Lori, usually we, we talk because we're, we're like – we have this on the way game. home? Oh, we want to improve way home our from Uber the ratings like yeah. as, as passengers. So it's like, you know, I want to get to a 4.7 – Four or whatever. Yeah, uh, I, yeah. You guys use it more more than I do. Well, in the city, we don't have a car, and yeah, you know, we're not Ubering all the time. But anyways, the the point being is that um, there are incredibly awesome incentives financially to sell them, but as a product, they're insanely complicated. Uh, you probably won't understand, and it was really even hard to pull it out over an episode. I'm sorry, not that you won't understand, but it literally took an episode to maybe not even complete. Can you give me what is it even based? Is it a mortgage thing? It is. It is pitched as a like a personal pension plan. Okay. Is so you can understand that it is like a monthly payment type thing that you pay into. Yeah. Yep. Um, however, if you have any understanding of like investing and stuff. You're super losing, um, and they really only make sense in very narrow circumstances, often for very wealthy people. Mm. And so if any of those things don't apply or you know, you don't like buying into things you don't completely get, you know, you don't need to avoid taxes because you make stupid amounts of money. This should never even remotely be in your vocabulary. You should avoid it at all costs. Do you have annuities? No. Okay. End of story. Yes. <laughs> like, <laughs> like, I mean, if you don't have it, uh, I mean, I'm glad I don't really know much about it because I don't care to know much about it, but like, just avoid the word. You know, and the sad thing is, uh, pe- people that we know, yeah. um, and a lot of people in the personal finance space, are you saying uh, me, you and I, or just you people and People that you and I personally know that have yeah. shaken hands with people mm. are, are selling it in the personal finance space because there are really wicked financial incentives to do it. Man, that's the hardest thing to find out about, you know? Mm. I mean, just to, as a general wrap-up to all of this, is not to say that any specific person is a straight up predator. Like the person and who And I don't is think giving... people necessarily mean to be often. Yeah, I know. We have to we have to we have to kind of assume that people are inherently good, mm. right? That's the argument that I would like to make. I would agree least, with that. Yeah. Right? But there are in, everybody's incentivized in some way shape or form. And it's about finding out how those people are incentivized who are selling you something that is the most important thing because at the end of the day like um, a lot of these things like could work out for you. Like just in, the, the, truthfully, like there are, there are like special cases, like within yeah. pyramid schemes. Like, yeah, there are people who you make a lot of money. You could be on the second tier and you could right. just be a millionaire. It is possible. Yeah, 
you could, uh, you know, get offered a $250 payday loan and pay it back the next payday. And then your hands are washed. And, and it's like, that helped me out. It saved your life. You know, uh, there are things in this list that like tech, you know, you go to a seminar, learned about real estate and like you could start getting into real estate. Hmm. The problem is, is that it's one, it's predatory because they usually go after low income. They usually target low income people and desperate people, often. desperate people. And that's a purposeful target. Okay. Mm. Yeah. And then on top of that, the people who are, you know, whether it's, a, you know, the individuals who are doing the, the seminars or doing the, you know, selling you the Amway or the, you know, whatever car loans at, at a car dealership, they themselves are incentivized. They themselves perhaps are in a similar situation to you and they see you as a way for them to be financially wealthy. Mm. So it's their incentive is to make money, just like that's your incentive. They're viewing you and, as a piggy bank. Right. And so – and not necessarily in a negative way, but, like, if you were in their situation and you were at that level, like, you'd probably be the same way without realizing that the grand scheme of things, the company at the top is really the evil one. Right. And really the predators. The, 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 yeah, really the predators, and, and you as the human are not. So – Like, even the, the person selling you is also – being taken advantage of a hundred percent. So here's, here's what you have to ask yourself when any of these things arise is that how is the person that is selling you this? How are they profiting? How are they mm. incentivized? And if that's not very clear, then it's usually something to stay clear of. Like if you visited your financial advisor and when you sat down, two pre-roll ads played and then, <laughs> and then midway through the conversation there were two mid-roll ads no it might, it might like be you, apparent <laughs> well if you sat down with your financial advisor and he you know he showed up with like six rolls of royces on his wrist you know you're like um i mean yeah. not that that's a good fashion statement but it would be like wait how are you making money because feels feels like you're taking advantage of a lot of people. It feels like you're like you're too rich for the type of job that you do, yeah. right? That this type of skill that you have. Why are you managing my money? It seems like you have you know, plenty. Do why aren't you doing it for yourself? Right. The person who is uh, you know, the person who is and I and I don't mean, I don't mean this in a negative way, but like the person who is trying to sell me on this like get rich opportunity is cutting my hair at Walmart. Yeah. You know, and and it's just like, well, I, I context matters and ins- and figuring out the incentives of that person or company matters also and so i think you just have to you know and the same goes for online yeah you know a lot of people i mean we are we you know we happen to be the people who like we we promote affiliate products and we are incentivized we to, make to money tell people if you sign up for betterment for yep. sure however we also are customers of betterment and use betterment and are not you know it's not just because betterment pays the most they, i'm sure they certainly don't there are they, probably other I companies confirm that pay. they do not. Okay, and yet we cho- we choose them because we. I mean, personally, we we don't. We're trying to be ethical, and mm-hmm. and not everyone um, knows or is that. That's that, which is also true. So I just kind of wanted to, like, I think it's again buyer beware, and um, I think understanding where the incentives are, yeah, is, is maybe the most key aspect because yeah. it, it just speaks volumes. And if you think we missed anything in this episode, 
we'll have everything in the show notes mm-hmm. and you can check your preferred podcast app or just visit listenmoneymatters.com slash show for more information and listen this show is free <laughs> so subscribe wherever you normally listen to podcasts and and tell your friends about our show because you know maybe you can stop them from or maybe you, maybe we can help them get out of a pyramid scheme maybe you know somebody who's who's currently in one and you are like you know oh man you need to get the fuck out of that pyramid scheme mm. tune them into this episode let's help them it's real talk. Yeah. We're on and the and same they're not here and they're not hearing it from you. They're hearing it from a third party yeah. who, you know, who happens to have a personal finance podcast. So, you know, maybe that's a good idea and also helps us too. you know, <laughs> we want more listeners and you want more listeners. Um, and, you know, just point them to this episode and maybe they'll become a subscriber and you guys, you know, that's all I have to say about that. Uh, <laughs> if, you, if you think, man, this beer. Uh, if you think we missed something in this episode, I'm sure we've um, there's sure there's other predatory uh, financial institutions out there, and you want to uh, talk about it some more. Please join the List of Money Matters community on Facebook, and we'll continue the conversation there. You just go to listofmoneymatters.com/slash/community. And if you have any questions or topics you'd like us to cover on future episodes of List of Money Matters, please shoot us an email: listenmoneymatters at gmail.com. Every episode. Listen money matters at gmail.com. And of course, all the tools and resources we normally mention on this show are available at listenmoneymatters.com slash toolbox. Feel good about that? Yeah. Tell your friends about this show. (laughs) 